I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 105. I am the stupid, awesome analyst, Jonathan. And with me is the hard man with harder opinions, Andrew. Hi. And King Baby Duck Evan of the Boston Bastard Brigade. Stupid smart weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, happy birthday, Evan. I know it's a little early, but happy birthday, Evan. <laughs> we'll be belated by the time this episode airs. But yeah, we were supposed to go out for dinner, and then this white crap comes down and ruins everything. Yeah, anybody local, uh, we are in a state of emergency right now because we are getting an assload of snow. <laughs> My best ruined weekend ever with sarcasm deep in his throat. Snow is the best way to ruin a New England weekend. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Well, it depends on, like, how old you are, because we're now at the age where we have to deal with this crap, but if we were, like, five or six years old, we'd be like, yay, it's snow, we don't have to work and do school stuff, and we can just play out there, we, and we're out there shoveling, like, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, believe me, if it was Monday, I would be saying, yay, um, it's me six years old again, (laughs) because I wouldn't have to go to school. I'd still have to shovel, but I wouldn't have to go to school. So this episode, we are talking about the new season of anime, because it's already started, and by the time this episode comes out, there will be a lot more shows that have already premiered, but there's so much that we want to talk about that it's going to be the majority of the episode, but we do have a little bit of news that we want to get into. First off uh, that we want to talk about was Gerardo had sent us one very important, exciting piece of news, and that was that season two's trailer for Voltron came out. Yes. And ooh, Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Now, Me too. I love the first season. You did. Okay, good. I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure everybody loved the first season of Voltron. Yeah. It, it, like, I marathoned through that entire season in one day, because that's how good it was. Yeah. Like, like the, the ending to season one was the biggest setup for season two, almost as if they were guaranteed that they were going to get a, at least one extra season to start doing their thing, you know? Because uh, I actually mm-hmm. rather did not like the ending to season one, but I did know that there was going to be a season two. But I think the reason why I didn't like it so much was because I was like, oh, now I have to wait so long to see what the continuing story is. And it just ended so blandly for a season finale, you know? Right, exactly. But uh, I'm totally looking forward to season two. It's going to be more of the same, but that's not a bad thing because the writing in that show is just so consistently good. The characters are awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. a- anybody who has not seen Voltron on on uh, Netflix, do yourself a favor. You can marathon the entire thing. And the second season comes out January 20th, which may be pretty close to when this episode comes out. So so you'll, you, you won't have to wait long to marathon the entirety of season two as well. A- anybody else got any more news? Because that was the only news piece that I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did send you down the Sanrio, the creators of Hello Kitty, have a brand new character that I'm sure is going to be selling a crap ton of merchandise on. Oh, man. I would love to see this at, like, sponsored at a baby metal booth. Yes! Why don't you tell us, Evan? <laughs> Sanrio has a new character by the name of Agretsko, a red panda who isn't quite as sweet and happy as the rest of the Hello Kitty crew. She's 25 years old. She works in an accounting firm. And... <laughs> 
She likes to drink a lot after work and do a lot of death metal karaoke. That's hilarious. I didn't even notice that her her name was Agretsuko, yeah. which is uh, like uh, you can hear aggressive right in there. So yep. Oh, that's that's really funny. And like, what drove Sanrio to do this? Like, as opposed to her Hello Kitty characters. Well, I think my personal opinion was like, all right, we did show by Rock, which was kind of crap. What can we do that's actually good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to, at least now you cannot mistake, like in, in Japan, there's a common misconception that whenever you use the word rock or rock and roll, you still get that J-poppy sound to everything that you do. But there's no mistake with metal. So when right. you have a Gretzuko go into a karaoke bar to sing death metal, you know you're getting death metal. At least we hope so. Yeah, at least we hope so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is the first short episode. It's about 90 seconds long. And... You know, she's getting pestered at work, and then he just cuts her at the karaoke bar. He just goes, and it's like, I already love this character. Best thing Sanrio's ever created. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty funny. Uh, man, that, that was almost a bit of strange news. That's as strange as it gets. <laughs> so I have uh, something else that I want to talk about, which is very important. I mean, that, I think that's that's all we have for news. It was It's a really short section because... We have a lot of anime to talk about. But before we get to some anime, I want to talk about Japan's Fetish of the Week! Woohoo! We're already here. Yes, I know. Oh, <laughs> And driving home in the snow. Yes. Um, so, publisher Ichinsa, uh, they have released a new helpful guidebook. Now, Ichinsa is a Japanese publishing company that has released books like How to Draw Panties and How to Draw All That Other Stuff. It's but, bad for audio, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> this time, uh, they have released a guidebook which is not necessarily meant for drawing, but you can in reference, so to speak. It is the uh, universal guidebook to how to remove women's clothing. Yay. <laughs> uh <laughs> It is a seven-chapter guidebook to uh, in, in just that, how to re- properly remove women's clothing. And the book features... Now, to be fair, come on. Taking off a bra is one of the hardest things a guy has to learn. Indeed. Like, you gotta try uh, to get back there, and, like, your fingers get all tied up and all knotted up. And the judgment just sinks in. Uh, <laughs> so, but the chapters, it's like you go through this journey where the chapters include various sets of lingerie, bras, sailor suits, maid outfits, bikini armor, flight suits, etc. And the artwork in the book is all anime style, but it's a very cartoon anime style. Uh, it, it, it's not like that realistic stuff that you're used to in their other books. It's actually very, very cartoony. That's probably the only way they could get away with it. Probably. Yep. Uh but then again, we've had problems in the past with if it's too cartoony, then you get stopped at the Canadian border and get or put in jail for content that you have. And that was Japan's fetish of the week. Wow, we're, 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 I feel like we should have a Voltron in uh, the West. That's pretty true. Yeah. Well, time for Into the West. Hey, there's a Voltron 2 trailer out. Woo. Thank you, Gerardo. And a whole bunch of other people. But uh, Gerardo was the one who sent it to us first. Yeah, I got it from... Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I do have some statistics from our past holiday season, though. So let's statistics. And what one of the most popular dating days of the entire year in Japan is Christmas Eve. If you, It's even more important than Valentine's Day and White Day because... It's Valentine's Day isn't so much a date day as it is, you know, just giving people Valentine's to who you like and everything. You don't go on a date. You confess your love. But Christmas Eve is a date day where you have somebody that you already love and you go out on a date with them. Now, not so good for singles in Japan. And I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And there is a all important singles meet and they were uh, all surveyed. This year, there were 250 women surveyed at this point. I forget what the place is called. It's like Wedding Park or something like that. But It's a bar. <laughs> but uh, they were all surveyed, and they were uh, asked uh, questions about their dating life on Christmas Eve. Now, 
there were questions answered, uh, or, yeah, that they answered that were, would you accept an invitation to go on a date from anyone at all on Christmas Eve? (laughs) And what is the percentage that you think women said, yes, I would accept a date from anybody on Christmas Eve? What percentage? 32. 32? 32, I already saw the number, so I I can't cheat. The 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 number I'm gonna guess fifty percent. You're wrong. It's actually fifty five percent. I know. I said a lower number uh. so that it sounded like I was actually guessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fifty five percent of of women, which would, is slightly above half of them. Yeah, would say yes. I would absolutely just take a date from anybody on Christmas Eve, so I'm not single. But it goes further beyond that. How many women do you think said? Yes, they would definitely accept a date from somebody if it was just on Christmas Eve. Anybody at all. Just Christmas Eve. And then, um, and then it would, would be over. I of, of that 55%? Yeah. So the uh, percentage of women who said, yes, I would accept a date from anybody just on Christmas Eve and then end it on Christmas Day... It was actually only 10%, but that is, wow. but I mean, 10% of those women, that is serious desperation just to fill a void of one day of, of the one year. day when you're not, you know, dating somebody. Absolutely. Like absolutely just pick up a stranger off the street. It's like you homeless person. You look like you're not busy. Yeah. We're going to go on a date today <laughs> because everybody else is. Yeah. But there was a, one, one final question, which was a slightly higher number, which, uh, how many women reluctantly said yes anybody just on christmas eve that number was 30 percent. so 30 percent of women actually gave the yeah anybody <laughs> which uh mm-hmm. is also a bit of desperation but even still they 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 had some shame so because they had some shame that is that's the most important thing about it and that was our statistics wow that's um I, I only get this feeling, uh, I, or I get more of this feeling around uh, New Year's, when when it, yeah. it, when it strikes midnight and like you're sitting there with your drink and like everybody around you is like, let's do our first kiss of the year, that gay lovey dovey crap and that we hate. Yeah. Um, and and you're just standing there as a single guy like, Aww. I guess I can watch everybody kiss for the first time on New Year's Eve. <laughs> you should just be flipping everybody off. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, Actually, that's awesome. Like, go in front of everybody like with your fingers. Like, after you're done kissing, it's just like, there it is. It's like, it's like, ah, I hope you like that. <laughs> Next year, I'll, I'll just make you feel inclusive. Like, hey, quit spying on us, you pervert! <laughs> we have a lot of anime to talk about. Well, I don't. Where are we? I watched. Here? I watched one. Well, I granted. Granted, um, I'm I'm still kind of in my in between in between seasons mode. Mm-hmm. So what have you been watching? Well, okay. So in between seasons, I like to catch up on other shows, and I've just been binge watching Magical Girl Raising Project. And well, it was it was like the one that you guys were watching next to Yuri on Ice, where you're like, oh, you have to watch it. Um, so I did. Uh, or I, I'm not done with it yet. I have four more episodes, or I'm, I'm, it's either two more episodes or four more episodes. I can't remember. Um, but I've been watching the crap out of it uh, over the past week, and um, it's good. I like it, but it's really rushed, and I feel like the tragical girl genre is really kind of eclectic now or not eclectic it's it's more like oh everybody's got their own tragical girl genre now and um uh you are saying tragical girl yeah. on purpose right yes tragical tragical yeah. girl. tragical magical girl yeah like um like madoka magica and magical girl raisin project it's called it's been lovingly dubbed by the fans tragical girl i've never heard that before yes. yeah um it's a nice term yeah, i think it you is. might have coined something brand new <laughs> I'm watching it, and you know, you have all these characters, and yeah, okay, great. Now we're we're forcing them to fight to the death. And I was like, okay, why? Uh, that's that's fine, whatever. I'll watch it. Um, and you're watching it happen, and then they give a character a backstory at the beginning of the episode, and then it's just like, well, I guess that character's gonna die because they gave him a backstory at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. And then some of them die like really quickly, like in an instant. It's just like, oh, hey, by the way, that character's dead now, and you're just like, uh, not nothing to try to make me feel bad about it, like nothing. To, and some of the characters react very unrealistically. Some of the characters I love. Some of the characters I think are fantastic. Like, the, they re- respond appropriately to situations. 
Um, they, oh, and by the way, that whole, like, six months thing that you were talking about, mm-hmm. like, the whole surprise of six months, mm-hmm. I pinned it right from the first time she said it. Yeah, yeah like, I never did. Yeah, like, uh, it took me about two episodes. No, yeah, right. Like, when this, the first time she said it, uh, they were explaining, like, Oh, well, you know, like when, um, Ripple got shot, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, when, when you change out of your body, it's gonna, it, your body will change back to normal and you won't be hurt anymore. Oh, uh, and then, so she said that and I was just like, oh, oh, okay. I get it. Um, hmm. yeah, no, I didn't figure yeah, it out. Yeah, no, I guessed it right from the beginning. Um, and, uh, but it was good. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it, but I kind of also felt like they were like, look how messed up we're being, guys. Isn't that messed up? Look how messed up that is. And I was just like, yeah, I, I guess. You know, I think it. there's something to say about that when you're marathoning the show. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to waiting week to week as to see how messed up the next episode was going to be. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah. like, I think there's a difference in marathoning the show as opposed to waiting for it. Yeah. Because there's some episodes that end on such a cliffhanger that you're like, oh, man, there's this anticipation of how messed up the next episode is going to be. Yep. Whereas you can just see it all in one go. Which I think is a good kind of a gauge to the show itself. Right. And and that's right. that's actually something very interesting to media in itself to begin with. Is saying like, okay, so how does the show stand up to watching it week to week as opposed to watching it all at once? Which is weird because when we watch the show when when we're watching one episode week to week, we're like, "Oh, I can't wait for the next episode. I can't believe it." But then when you actually get the chance to just see the next episode, you don't have that moment of, "Oh, I can't wait." And then and then it's ruined. Yeah. Almost in a sense. That helps yeah, that. I can kind well, of understand that. Um, and man, like, Sister Nana in Winter Prison, I was like, what the hell? Like, I know. Gosh, like, like I, for, for, for weeks, I thought that she was evil. Like, Sister Nana was going to be, like, the evil one. Because if you, like, look into her eyes, the crosses are upside down. I was like, oh, she's got to be evil. She's got to be evil. And then you see what it happens to the two of them. And you, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, and also, um, uh, being a twin... Uh, the two twin characters, um, when they go through their ordeal, it's very unrealistic. That's not how she would have responded to that situation. Right. Um, that it's, uh, I'm not, I'm trying not to spoil anything and I think you guys know what I'm talking about. As soon as what happened happened, that would have been it. There, there, there would have been no continuation of that character. There would have been no clear thought of that character. It's just not what would have happened. So clearly the person who wrote the show does not have a twin. They just think, oh, it's cool because and, and, and fun because this character has a twin. Isn't that neat? Um, but they don't actually understand the dynamics of real twins. Yeah, I agree like we you. Like we do. But then again, only one in 100 sets of people would understand that. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it's yeah. true. But, um, but I think that's where we kind of have the upper leg or the upper hand in that situation where I watched it and I was kind of taken out of it because I was just like, ah, uh, no. Any, anyways, in, in, in conclusion, Magical Girl Raising Projects is good. Like, I, I, <laughs> like yeah, I, I really like it, but I also really have a lot of problems with it. It's fun to watch as far as a Tragical Girl show goes, but yeah, it's... I, I recommend it. Would oh, Sailor good, Moon good. Crystal be a Tragical Girl anime? Just because of the animation. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. What? It was a joke. <laughs> Damn. That was a joke. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> was there any other ones besides Madoka and right now Magical Girl? Sailor Moon Crystal. No. Oh, 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 um, Yuki Yuna is a hero, I believe. So that that's what I'm catching up on. I haven't caught up on anything. I've, I've wanted to, but... Well, I, I at least want to watch Yuri on Ice... Strictly because you guys are like, the opening is amazing. Like, that's how <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> just watch the opening and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I'll probably watch the first episode of that just to check it out. Yeah. The I first, have, the first episode's worth it. I still have a couple episodes uh, hanging over of Keijo to watch before I'm done with Keijo, and I'll have to go back to that. Yeah, whatever. I stopped Keijo and Ping Pong Girls from the last season. Oh, so. Ping Pong Girls. Oh, is so cute. Yeah. No, I just, I just stopped. I couldn't. do I it. I mean, it's, it's not like the ending is super exciting. It, it ends abruptly. Like it just ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but I was kind of mad that how the they had the scorching ping pong girls because I feel like they could have done like just a couple more episodes of it. Well, and you know that they're not giving it a second season. Like they just, they're just, gonna, it's just going to end uh. there. It's going to be ending there and the ether of the show is just going to be gone and you're going to have to go read the manga if you want to find out what happens. Yeah. Which, yeah. So somebody license the manga, please. Yeah. I am legitimately uncomfortable about how much sweat's in that show. Yeah, there's a lot of sweat in that show. <laughs> I'm well, so legitimately uh, discomforted by, but by see, the amount. This, this, anime, this season of anime was like the season of Yaoi, the season of Yuri, and the season of sweat. 
Like, because yeah. because uh, Long Riders had a lot of sweat in it as well. Yeah. So it was, it was. So does Urian Ice. Urian Ice has a lot of sweat. Does in it? Too. Man, mm-hmm. like what the heck? Yeah. Like everybody's just like. But it's, it's, it's not as out. it's not as prominent yeah. as as. So um, I stumbled upon something on the internet uh-huh. the other you, day. You watched something too? Um, yeah. Um, a couple, maybe some of you. Uh, listeners might be familiar with this certain title because Andrew talked about this in a Wicked Fast review. Um, oh. It was called. Yeah. It was called. <laughs> Recently, my sister is unusual. Yeah, uh, I, I, that was that was a weird Wicked Fast. Cause it, it's kind of an older video, but not as much. Uh, it, it was good. It was fun. I, I remember that. What, I remember a a fun Wicked Fast or a fun show? Well, it was a fun Wicked Fast. I didn't like the show that much. Yeah, I, I only watched <laughs> the first episode. I was like, okay, that's enough for me. So you're gonna, I'm gonna need some assistance on this one because turns out there's a live action movie version of it that Kadokawa Pictures released back in 2014. I had no idea. And, <laughs> and I found it. Is it porn? Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, first off, um, there will be no link in the description. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> Secondly, the version I found was subtitled in either Hindu or Swahili. <laughs> I don't know which language it was. It was all squiggly. Sw- one was... of them booga booga languages. Oh my gosh, you can't <laughs> say that, Andrew. I know. <laughs> so, okay. And everybody in So Detroit I'm going to need some there. assistance from Andrew because I'm just going to talk about what I assume the show was about. Okay. And I want to see if Andrew can help me out with fixing some things here and there. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess. Okay. So the sister is possessed by a ghost. Yes. Who can't get into heaven yet until she has sex? No. Or pass on, or you know, go wherever the next place is. She's no, it, it it has something to do with her with her brother, with her stepbrother. Oh, I don't remember. I remember it was so weird and bizarre and cute at the same time that I was just like, it's I, not important. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand because uh, she was wearing that weird chastity belt. And, yes, um, and I was about to bring that up. It has a chassis about that reacts to her um, endorphins, or maybe, or like how her emotions or her eroticism, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, she can only take it off for like three minutes a day. And then like she'll have to wait like 24 hours before she can take it off for another three minutes. Yeah, one of the major plots in the first episode was her having to go to the bathroom. But yeah, most people yeah. need to go to the bathroom more than once a day. Yeah, she couldn't go to the bathroom. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there was a scene where she was in the nurse's office at the school, and the only way she can go to the bathroom is if she used the vase. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to need yeah. a bottle and a funnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost something along the lines of that. So like I said, like, there... I I only got through about 53 minutes into the film before I stopped. And <clears throat> so, Andrew, yes. how much did you watch of the anime version of Recently My Sister Is Unusual? I watched the first two or three episodes, I think. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. How, what's the best way for me to talk about this? In one of those episodes... Was there a 12 and a half minute lesbian sex scene? Oh, um, yes. In the first episode when the ghost girl first shows up, she, like, starts, like, licking her and, and like, riding up on her and trying to get her aroused. It wasn't, like, a full-on actual sex scene because, like... They're minors, I guess, but, um... But I guess it, apparently it didn't matter for this movie. Yeah, but it was bizarre, because the ghost girl is in love with the brother, and yeah. she wants to possess the the sister so that she can have sex with the brother, I think. Japan! But the thing is, like, okay, so apparently the chastity belt disappears on her during this specific scene, and it seems like she's getting around... The sister seems to be getting aroused by the ghost. Like, she might be in love with the... She's in love with the ghost. And I I think it's actually one of the albums that showed up on my honorable mentions list. In love with the ghost. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah. Right after that, it's just... Um, full-on 
And I do believe it was an unsimu- it was an unsimulated lesbian sex scene. Because they were doing things that would be impossible to simulate and like fake in this. That's really weird. Yes, because alright, so you know that Japan has that really stupid law where they have to pixelate down there. Yeah. They don't so much pixelate it as they photoshop it out. Like Ken and Barbie dolls? Yeah, like Ken and Barbie dolls. Oh, that's so weird. This is this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Cause the, I mean, it could be it could be like really good pixelation, but it, I swear it it's all skin colored and everything. Well, it's, and it looks like Barbie and Ken. It's like in the movie Dogma when you see Alan Rickman take his pants off and it's <laughs> nothing down there. Um, it's really weird though because the original show itself is not a hentai. Yeah, it's just really filthy. Yeah, it, well, it was close. It, it was, was it was it close because was... uh, because she had to get off you know and um yeah. and it and it, yeah it was weird and offended it's katakawa pictures that released this <laughs> that is unbelievable I, it is unbelievable i don't i don't know i don't like, know what to think i don't know what to think like i kind of like sort of got lightheaded and passed out after that scene <laughs> like that's why i stopped watching it's like like okay i think that's enough i think that's all my brain can handle and other parts can handle. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, that's re- and that's as strange as it gets. Yeah, TMI. <laughs> so new season uh, of anime. Yeah. <laughs> we have, uh, there's there's actually a lot of shows that I'm, I'm rather interested in. And I'm happy to say that, that Crunchyroll is getting a lot of them. Yeah, Crunchyroll is getting a lot of yes. them. Hey, is, um, is uh, Masamune's Revenge a harem? Is it labeled as such? Uh, it's not labeled no. as a harem. Uh, it, lo- it sure looks like it's going that way. It very me- very well, maybe. I think that that it's just going to focus on the one character that he's trying to fall in love with. And then, uh, and, and then I think that, that he's going to actually end up falling in love with her. Like, that's, my guess, there's the first show that we could talk about. Masamune Kun's Revenge. We've all watched this one. This is the only yes. one I watched. Yeah. Um, I loved the premise of the show. So Masamune has just moved to a new school and life is about being beautiful. Like you get everywhere in life by being beautiful. Yeah, he's no longer fat. He goes yeah, he was a he was yeah. a fat kid growing it, up who was shamed for it, and then so he got this complex where he needed to be beautiful, muscly, thin, pretty. He goes to a brand new school and it's all about the beauty of people. And, and, like, their status there. Yes. The most beautiful girl in school, Aki, she is, she, she shames people who, like, like, day after day she gets love letters from people and confessions. And then she shames them one after the other, giving them horrible nicknames and, and demeaning them and whatever. And, and publicly shaming them in front of the entire school, ruining their reputation. And such a very royal way, too. Like, I hereby decree that your name will be now Stinky Feet. Right, exactly. And so Masamune finds out that he knows who she is and decides that he is so beautiful that he is going to make her fall in love with him and then dump her. Yeah. That's what the premise <laughs> of the show is. And... It's a premise that we've heard before, I feel like. It's it's nothing new, but the way that they execute it is so funny. It's really yeah. good. Oh yeah, no, they have they have some really funny stuff. Especially because how just in the first episode they make her herself like very human. And vulnerable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which was which was uh surprising. She's a villain that has flaws right off the bat, which is great. It was so good. And I'm I'm just looking forward to to what the rest of the show brings because the first episode was very well written and and it was funny. It wasn't the funniest show I've ever seen, but because it was so well written, I enjoyed the comedy of the show that much more. Mm. I did enjoy it. Um, I, I'm a fan of the uh, studio Silver Link. They're the ones who last year did uh, Tanaka Kuna's Always Listless. They also do Non uh, Non Biori and um, Yurikuma Arashi. Animation for it is very good. I. It took me a little bit to get into the character of Masamune because when he starts talking about like, oh, the most important thing is to be beautiful. I'm thinking this guy's going to be a kind of an asshole, isn't he? Yeah. And then as the show progresses, you realize, oh, he's acting this way because he used to be fat little rich. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Kid who thought he could get his own way just because he was rich, but no, that was not the case. Right, he he's a damaged character, and now that, and that's the most important thing about writing characters is that they need to have a a foreseeable flaw in them, and that's also why Aki works so well is because she has a foreseeable flaw. So mm-hmm. you know, you're it's easier to connect with them. I'm really looking forward to Masamune. Um, another one that I watched, which I was actually very excited to watch. Uh, I was a little cautious. But uh, I'll explain my reasoning um, afterwards, which was Akiba Strip has, yes. which was a video game and now has its own anime adaption. Now, I was very cautious about going into it because the story in the video game of Akiba Strip is not that great. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. But also it, a harem. Also a harem. It's fun, yeah. but there's, there's a, a visual novel elements to it where you can go on dates with characters and then there's different paths and multiple endings, which I was shocked at. I had no idea I was going into that with the video game. And I always don't, I don't, I'm not really a fan of the, the, uh, multi-path games getting an anime adaption because they have to pick one and it's probably going to be the wrong and they, one. Yeah. And they usually don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Akiba strip, the animation, which is the anime that we got, it's nothing like the video game. They completely, they took the base, the very shell of the story, and they made new characters, they made a new scenario, they made new bad guys, and if they're gonna connect it into the video game, they started it off with the the right way with the first episode. I was so happy with the first episode. The animation is good in some places and a little off in others. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of how Konosuba was last season. Like, yes. It's good in some places, but not so at other places. I agree. I, I agree completely. Uh, it, it's almost as if it, they, they're they switching between certain animation teams in certain parts. Like there's the fight scenes, which are really good in some spots, but then there are also some really confusing camera angle shots that they decide to use. Uh, there are uh, these, like the character designs are great, and the, and the characters themselves are good. Uh, the voice acting is good, but there were, but again, there were some spots where the animation did not fit what the characters were saying. So that uh, there there were some flaws there. But all overall, it's a really fun show, and uh, yeah. the characters are written very well. Again, like again, some very well written characters. But it is going to be a nonsense anime, of course, because the premise of the show is in Akihabara. There are these vampires that are attacking and the only way to destroy the vampires is by removing their clothes so that they're exposed to the uv rays and so there's a lot of taking clothes off and stuff like that <laughs> dracula would have been a very short story if this was the case <laughs> yeah <laughs> blah i'd like to suck your blood blah i'm naked i do not say blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who but, told them this yeah actually i i do want to correct something though that the, they're not necessarily vampires in this one. They were vampires in the video game. They were like genetically enhanced vampires. Right. No, because the they game. said vamp. No, they could. They, I thought they literally said vampires in this show. Were they? Because uh, yes, I also remember a line in the show saying that you have to take uh, their clothes off because they're exposed because their exposure to the air is is bad for them. Could have been a bad translation. It could have been a bad translation. I'm not really sure, but mm-hmm. that's. That's what I got out of it. Akiba Strip uh, definitely worth at least the first episode watch, and you can make your you can make your decision by seeing the animation quality and the writing. It's it's gonna be funny. There are some good characters. Again, a lot of female characters with very jiggly chests and whatnot. Evan, you watched a lot more shows than we did. What's the next show that you watched? 
Um, well, the next one I watched, I was a little hesitant about this one, is Fuka, which is actually a a sequel to the uh, the Trek anime Suzuka. Right. It came out many years is ago. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, I, I remember reading that story about it and seeing the concept art for the characters and that, and they looked really good, you know? Yeah. Because initially, like, I remember watching the first couple of episodes of Suzuka and just not really getting into it. Yeah, I didn't like it just not my Just not my sort of thing. But there's something about Fuka, though, that's different. For one thing, it's not focused on the, the daughter is Fuka. The daughter Fuka. Well, she is Suzuka's daughter. Mm. It's not focused on Trek. In fact, she actually has. There's a scene where she talks about her trying out Trek like her mom and dad used to be, and she just saying, "That's not for me." This one seems to be more music based because she and the main guy uh, Yu Haruna uh, decide to start a rock band mm. because Yu's uh, childhood friend. Um, I want to. I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, Ko, oh, Koyuki. She wound up becoming a very popular singer, and upon hearing um, Fuka sing some of her songs, you is like, "Hey, you should be a singer too." And the two of them decide, or rather, Fuka decides to start a light music club, or a K-On, as people like to call it these days. <laughs> Great writing. I love the characters. Let me put it to you this way. I already have a Fuka wallpaper as my backdrop on my iPhone. Huh. It's, it was, it's that good so far. Interesting. I also noticed on Annie Chart, which we look up all of our shows on, that episode three, because they released episode one and two at the same time, episode three is not going to be out for two weeks. Ah! Yeah, so they, so they front-loaded the first two episodes to get you into it, and then you have to wait the extra week so that they can prepare episode three. Uh, uh, all right, but... But I've been advised, because we do have a friend who's actually doing the translation stuff over at Crunchyroll, mm -hmm. I've been advised not to read the manga until, like, these 12 episodes are finished, because if I start reading the manga, it gets really, really, really spoilerific. Of huh. course. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Interesting. And you can read Fuka on the Crunchyroll manga site as well. Yeah. But so far, like, I'm really enjoying Fuka. It's a gr I like the characters. They're kind of relatable. Great animation. And I think it's got my favorite opening and ending theme so far of the season. <laughs> well, there haven't been that many, so we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to right, wait. Right, right, but to see it, on that. but it's this really good like rock song, a very good rock song that they and they don't really do. Th and this is what I'm really a little bit worried about because when it comes to like anime and like rock bands, especially female fronted ones, it's always like you know. Poppy, 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 not really rock and roll. Yeah. This show, it seems it might be going down the same path that the show Nana did over a decade ago. This might actually be true rock and roll that they do. Well, and, if, cool. like, and if the uh, if the opening theme is a hint of what's to come, I'm this might have like the best music of the season. Great. Looking forward to that then. I did watch Coral Sensei Quest, which is a spinoff of Assassination Classroom. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically kind of like what Attack on Titan Junior High did with Attack on Titan. It's basically the same story, but they change it up a little bit. This one, they take the Assassination Classroom realm and turn it into an RPG, mm -hmm. like a like a sort of like everyone's like mages and knights and such. But it's very funny, very well done. The jokes really hit the point, but it's done so in a way where you don't even have to watch the original series to understand what's going on. Hmm. Like, there's nothing that really goes over the head. Like, if you've never watched Assassination Classroom, even though you totally should watch Assassination Classroom because it's a great show. And now it's on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll, which is what I was about to say. Even if you never watched an episode of that, you can still watch Coral Sensei Quest and, like, understand a big chunk of the humor that's happening. Hmm. Very because cool. it's more making fun of RPG video games than, than the actual show itself. Right, yeah, yeah. Cool. I think, and then the last show that I watched just recently before we even started recording is uh, Say Ren, which is an original show. It's There's no there's no manga adaptation. When I first started watching it, I thought it kind of reminded me of like a visual novel, but turns out that wasn't the case either. So it's a, a it's original show, focuses on a uh, student named... Uh, Kamita, he's currently worried about like his future and trying to study exams, and 
the show does seem to be set up like it's supposed to be a visual novel because according to the show description, he comes into contact with various girls and they follows the relationship between him and the girls in the show. So it's basically visual novel, the anime, without it there being a visual novel to start with. Right. I know that's kind of really weird for me to, like, that's a weird way to describe it, but it feels like it's a... It's a visual, visual novel. So far, I like the, again, I like the characters in the show. Um, <clears throat> it might be one of those shows where there, there seems to be some sort of fan service here and there, especially if you watch the opening and ending. I mean, it could be good. It, I, like, I'm trying to watch every uh, everything that looked good to me. I'm trying to start watching, and I'm sure I'm going to drop a couple things here and there as the series goes, as the season goes on. Because we haven't even dove into like the main, like the main course of the winter season right now. Because there's only like four or five shows that really just started airing. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's uh, there's still uh, some that are a day or two away. Um, one that I'm super excited about, which is actually airing from this recording tomorrow, Little Witch Academia. Now, are they actually going to be posting the episodes on Netflix as it goes on? I I doubt it. They might actually just front load it. Yeah, I want. That's actually a really good question. Is I wonder. I wonder what they're gonna do because if they're only releasing one episode at a time, then if it's gonna hit Netflix, we might have to wait. Um, so, but it, but maybe they'll release it elsewhere. If if Netflix doesn't exclusively have the rights to it, then maybe they'll release it on a site somewhere. Fingers oh, crossed. Probably. Anyways, it usually doesn't happen that way. But because mm-hmm. there's that um, Nyanko Days, which is a new anime from the creator, well, from the director Gugure Kokori-san, and it's got a bunch of cat girls in it. Andrew, weren't you just looking up the uh, trailer for that? Yeah, I do. I have the PV for it. Cute, maybe. So, (laughs) who knows? This does seem like a season of cute, though. I mean, especially because we have shows like Little Witch Academia, which has always been cute. But then we also have shows like Kobayashi Sanchino Maid Dragon, which... Yep. That looks awesome. It looks... If you see the trailer for it, it looks hilarious. I I actually haven't seen the trailer for that either. It it, It looks really funny. Yeah, it looks hilarious. Really? Yeah. Um, Done by the same people who did... uh, uh, My husband... I can't understand what my husband is saying. And... um, It's Kiyoane. Yeah, uh, can't decline. What, what was that short anime? That oh, was another. Oh, Komori really song can't can't decline. Oh, yeah. that was so amazing. Yeah. So same same studio is or not studio, but same person wrote that. Uh, there was another one too. Oh, Gabriel Dropout, which looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Yes, that's really cute. I have that's the one I'm kind of looking forward to the most because it's from the same writer and director team who did Kotoro-san and Himoto Amaro-chan and Love Lab. They have a really great track record when it comes to good writing when it comes to comedy. Well, and it's a Dogo Kobo animation, and Dogo Kobo does nothing but cute animes. Like, so they did New Game, and mm-hmm. uh, what was the other one last season? They did Monthly Girls season. on Zaki Kun. They did do that. Uh, so yeah, so they got like the facial expressions. Like, that's what uh, Dogo Kobo is really good at is doing crazy facial expressions that are just absolutely adorable. Uh, let me uh, actually squeak back to last season because there were two. Another show that that also you noticed the the first episode came out today of this recording was uh, Demi-chan wa yep. Katakari, which was uh, uh, interview with Monster Girls. Yep, and that is also looking very cute. It's a human going to an academy for Monster Girls, but not Monster Girls in the sense of uh, everyday life with Monster Girls. Or, or um, Rosario a Vampire. Uh, it's it's more like Actually I Am. It kind of in, in that sense where it's an academy. Which, by the way, Actually I Am is getting released next month by, um, oh, which company? Discotech. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I gotta get that. I really like that anime. Yeah, so there's this one has like vampire girls and there's one girl who's like she has to carry her head around because she's like a headless demon. Um, Adulahan. Yeah, Adulahan. Yeah, uh, there you go. Um, Evan knows. Evan always knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it looks really good. It, it just looks cute for the sake of being cute. And, you know, sometimes that's all right. Every once in a while, you get a show that you're like, yeah, great. Let's let's go along with it. But in this case, there's at least three or four that, that work in that way. Now, there's another one that I've been looking at. Which was, uh, have you guys heard of the show Tanya the Evil? No. Or uh, Yoju, oh, Yoju oh, yeah, Senkai? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. It's getting 
so much traction. I've seen so many trailers for it. And I don't know how to feel about it either. It's a series that Oh, this is the Oh, this is the Nazi girl one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. It's so weird. Like I don't understand uh, like why everybody's freaking out about it, but the animation looks really good. It looks really high, high quality production. I've never heard of the studio before studio nut. Yeah. I've never heard of them before, but it's weird because there's like, I, I saw people flying around in the trailers. Like they have superpowers and I, I don't know if it's actually set up to be that way or what, but I, I I'm so, I have to watch it because I'm so perplexed by why somebody made this show. And then there's Kenosuba season two. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, there's a bunch of shows here that I'm actually really excited for. Uh, you pretty much hit all the ones that I was looking at. Pretty much. Uh, uh, the only one, the other, only other one that I had on my list uh, from, at least from the long animes was, um, uh, Urara. I know Sentai Filmworks has it, and that's airing on the anime network. Yeah, it's about female diviners. Uh, so you have the the diviners, and they're looking to become the top diviner. I don't know. And they, they all have different personalities. Like, one's really into Western culture, and one uh, is... I, I don't know. It, Again, cute. Yeah, it looks like it's aiming <laughs> to be cute. Uh, and it's a JC Staff one. So, and JC Staff pumps out a lot of really good shows. There weren't really many short animes that I was looking forward Except to. Except for Nyan Kodes. Mm, see, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a four-coma four show about cat girls, so I was just like, well, how much time can I actually waste by watching it? There was one that I saw on that started on Crunchyroll called The Forest of Anime Chans, and it was garbage. It was so bad that I only watched this like, was like the This is like the fairy one, and it's like this terrible CGI. Yeah, 3D, 3D animation that looks like they use, uh, oh, yeah, they yeah, use yeah. video game loops for the animation. Yeah. It was like so bad. When... I started watching it, I had high hopes because the very first opening shot was they showed a, an above section of trees, which was very well rendered, but then they went down below the trees and I was instantly, instantaneously taken out of it. There was <laughs> nothing saving this anime whatsoever. Like, there was a legitimate three seconds where I had hope for the anime and then it ended <laughs> instantaneously. Well, there's a, there's another show here called One Room. It's a short anime. Uh-huh. Uh... And all, the only description we have, it's it's one, it's an original show, and two, it just says the series will tell three stories raised in, in your one room. <laughs> so there's three characters in it, and it's about, I don't know if they're roommates, it doesn't say anything. It's just, that's all it says. I, it's not even uh, published to be released anywhere. So, who knows? It's enticing. It's provocative. Movies, we have uh, a Monogatari movie yeah. coming out. Kizu Monogatari 3 is coming out. New Sword Art Online, New Lupin yeah. the 3rd. I don't know how I feel about Sword Art Online. Kokoro Basketball. Uh, this is a weird thing. Trinity 7 is making a movie, which was like the most harem, harem that came out like, what, two years ago now? I watched yeah. it and I was like, meh. <laughs> that's it that's all we got well thank goodness because i gotta catch up on some old anime that yeah I it yet. does seem like it's going to be a much lighter season but you know what's funny i remember that the 2016 winter season was also a very light yeah it light was. season as well um but the thing is is i always say hey this is gonna be a light season and then everybody is just like oh man you should check out this show and then i do and then it's really good and yeah but this is the time of year where I'm going to start watching a lot of shows and then drop them off very quickly. For instance, I, I already dropped off one. You did? Anime Chan. Oh. <laughs> I only have one show in my... Or no, I have three shows in my queue right now from Crunchyroll, but as they come out, I'm going to keep adding them. <gasps> I have all of them. Yeah, and um, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes, but I'm hoping to keep it light. And so far, Masamune's Revenge was really good. It was, it was a good season kicker. Like, yeah. To kick off the season, it was just really good. Made me hopeful for the beginning of the year. Yeah, so Masamune's Revenge, everybody should be watching that one. You'll probably see that in our upcoming Wicked Anime article on nerdyshow.com of animes uh, that you should be watching this yeah, season. Yeah, I agree. We, that yeah. we do with Jessica. I could, I could say that, that you, you you could see that one there, too. Yeah. But I'll probably, probably. be writing about Little Witch Academy well, if I get to watch it. Right, well, so far it seems like that's a show that everybody should be watching. Because uh, me, you, Evan, Jessica all watched it and we were all like, wow, this oh, is Oh, Masamune, great. yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jessica even wrote about it on her Facebook. Mm -hmm. Where she was just like, man, this one's really good. 
And everybody was like, yeah, I agree. If I could guess which ones we're going to write about, I would say Masamune-kun's going to be one of them. Uh, I'm going to guess that I'm going to write about Little Witch Academia. I'm going to guess that Evan's going to write about Konosuba. And I'm probably going to write about Gabriel. Well, no, no, no. The thing is, I might be writing a... Because I'm going to plan to write about a show that hasn't aired yet, you know? Because I feel like Konosuba will kind of be a cop-out because it's already had a first season. Okay, fair enough. Do we have some fan service to catch up on? We do have a fan service from Sean, as it as it seems. Uh, this one kind of slipped through the cracks for me, but it's okay. It was from right before Christmas, so we were a little busy. Uh, Sean says, I would say my waifu for Pokemon NBCs would be Misty. I'm not really familiar with the series as the original uh, after the original games and the anime, so I can't comment about other female characters. I do also have a thing for redheads. Inspired by the latest waifu watch... Uh, and the current long fic we are doing on Friday Night Fan Fiction, Solencion Daycare's Excellent Adventures. I've heard of that one before. I think I've heard of that too, I actually. think they read something like that on Friday Night Fan Fiction yeah. before. Uh, oh, that one was, I remember which one they read. It was an adoption. It was, a, it, it was one where a Pokemon trainer adopts. A Pokemon. Oh, that's right. Takes it home. And... Oh, <laughs> you guys are the worst. FNF. <laughs> FNF, you guys are the worst. Why would you read that stuff? He says, I would like it if you all talked about your Pokemon waifus, not NPCs, not gym leaders, or any human characters from the series. I mean, actual Pokemon. No. <laughs> that is no, no. I'm sorry, but there is just way too many videos out there that are just, just awful terrible why did they create these videos of these pokemon doing such horrible things <laughs> i you Let's know just leave it at that i i have to agree with you i i can't consciously do that one either no. i i don't i've never i've i've legitimately never ever felt that way about a pokemon <laughs> okay okay, <No>. okay. <laughs> for instance if you pick gravio uh or gardevoir gardevoir or your I, I, I can never read that name. I, I, she's the most popular Pokemon uh, since it's a fairly humanoid and can use its psychic powers to help enhance certain pleasures. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, FNF has messed you up. <laughs> Frostbeard the Porn Master, get out before there's no return. <laughs> For top three, I would probably say Frostlass. Uh, she is pretty chill, humanoid. Ah, Frostlass is pretty chill. <laughs> also psychic. And... Lapani, the humanoid, pretty uh, humanoid and pretty mis- promiscuous. How do you know? How do you know a Pokemon is promiscuous? I don't know. <laughs> Looking forward to everyone's thoughts on the subject. Sean Frostbeard, the poor master. Does some does a trainer have have uh, Lopunny and is like we have to go to a breeding center now? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I gotta look up Frostlass. Here's my thoughts is. on it. You're disgusting. <laughs> huh. I'd have to think about that one. Really, really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, really hard until my nose bleeds. Well, thanks for the fan service, Frostbeard <laughs> the Poor Master. Sean, our resident Canadian fan. Also, shout out to all Canadian fans. I'm looking at you, Keto. Because you all know what it's all to boot. Yeah, you know and boot. and you're you're living it up with the snow just like we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. We Empathy. We're sharing it. They'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about, eh? How's your hockey yeah. season going? <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> Ours is going really bad. Our hockey season's going yeah. really bad. Uh, that's everything, guys. Uh, so, if you would like to join in on the conversation, uh, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we discuss all of our news, articles, reviews, anything else, and you can chat with us over there, send us comments, whatever you like. You can also find us at uh, nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime where we have uh, both our videos and our podcast if you're not already listening to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or anywhere else you can listen to pi- uh, podcasts really um, there's also youtube.com slash reviews where we actually just posted a new video not too long ago and it's actually our long awaited anime Boston video friggin finally right jeez um, so Anime Boston video is out, finally. You guys should go watch that. It's pretty fun. We had a really good year of Anime Boston seeing that it's, uh, look at my watch right around the corner again. Uh, and we're gonna be starting Con Month pretty soon, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Next yep. couple months. Oh, next couple episodes! <gasps> I'm so excited. Con Month. We already have our panels registered and, uh, our hotel room set up, so. 
I'm still See waiting for the for the for the media stuff to open up. I haven't yeah, even right? uh, booked a hotel yet because I'm still trying to figure out what my game plan is since um, our Pandalicious over at Electric Sisterhood just so happens to be getting married on the Saturday of Anime Boston. Uh, Ew. Well, I mean, congratulations. Yeah, oh no, that's great. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, it makes it rough for press stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, besides the video, you can also find us on other social media stuff. You can find us at uh, tumblr.com slash wickedanime or wickedanime.tumblr.com where we use it to kind of. and Not really. And twitter.com where you can tweet us at yo wicked anime. We'll tweet back at you. You can also find us at twitch.tv.com, where sometimes we scare Victoria with video games. Um, and hopefully there'll be a video highlights coming out of that soon. Pretty as well. soon. Pretty soon. We're hoping. We're hoping. Because it was really fun. And a lot of you guys missed out on it. And you were really bummed. And we really want to help you out with that and show you what's up. Because uh, it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a champ. I don't know if she... I think she hated us for a little while after that. Yep. But she'll be fine. I'm sure, I'm sure, she's, I'm sure she's fine. Uh... <laughs> And if you guys want more waifu watches, you have to gotta do what Sean did. Reach out to us, because unfortunately we don't know what you guys want to listen to as far as waifu watches, so it's gonna be up to you, the fans, to give us waifu watches, and we really enjoy doing it. No matter how disgusting you people are. <laughs> <laughs> so reach out, send us what your waifu watches. Who do you guys want us to waifu watch? Alright, guys. Uh, and that's it for Wicked Anime. Evan, give us the give us the right. roll, the rigmarole. Alright, so for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on the show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at king underscore baby underscore duck. On the J-pop, anime, and video games amino pages at KingBabyDuckESH, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Inc, and on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bash Brigade, and on Facebook.com slash Lanavash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Lanavash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Smashed Rook, and Nerd Crave, and I hope you guys tune in, or have tuned in, to our special post-Wiki's After Party show, where we're spending some of our favorite opening and ending theme songs of 2016. Cannot wait. Cool. Yeah, hopefully that'll be fun. I, oh, I'm, I'm sure it will be. It's going to be a... It is It is definitely going to be a moment in time. A moment in time. <laughs> it will exist. <laughs> that is for sure. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. We have to go shovel. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's funny. So for now, it's time to sign off the only way we know how. K-bye! K-bye! What have you been watching? Look, wait for the printer to stop. Why did you do that? I I didn't mean to. What what's going on? The printer's working. Hang on. There we go. <laughs> Who's parking the giant robot? <laughs> Wicked A! Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes. Or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.